So today's daf is Lamed Hay, the uh, final daf of Masechet Rosh Hashanah, and we pick up in the middle of Lamed Dalad Lamed Bet. Misha Birach, Birach, Vacharkach Nit Manelo Shofar Tokea Maria Vatokea. So you already made the brachot. You go ahead and you do the tzkiot after. So clear here once again. The mission makes it clear that the brachot are the brachot of. That's how you could make the brachot without the shofar. And what it is telling you is, although those two are intimately intertwined, um, if they can exist by themselves, if you don't have a shofar, you go ahead and you daven shmona esrei without it. You do malchus zichonor and shofarot, and then when you do get a shofar, you can do shofar without it, and you do it by itself. It makes no mention of any bracha if you're doing shofar by itself. As we mentioned, that bracha develops later in the time of the Geonim, uh, particularly once it becomes a, a fixed feature to do a kiyot, um outside of Shmona Esrei. Okay, so now the Gemara continues. It's about eight lines before the lines get wide. Tama, the reason, says the Gemara, is the lo havi le shofar me'ikara, that you didn't have a shofar initially. That's the whole point. Ha havi le shofar me'ikara, and what you did have a shofar, ki shamaluhu, I say to brachos shamaluhu, you'll hear them during the brachot. It's so much, I mean, in a way it's funny, right, because the mission never out and out says, you do malchia, well, actually it does, you know, and it's funny that here it has to infer it. You know, when it discusses the seder ha-brachot, it says, Omer, you know, malchios v'tokea, you know, shafaris v'tokea, you know, Zichonot V'tokea. The only point you had was you had the position of Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri who says that you say Malchios Tegushah Hayom Be'ena Tokea. And then you do, you know, Tegushah Hayom Be'ena Zichonot V'tokea, etc. But there the Mishnah explicitly says that you do the Malchios Zichonot and Shofros together with the Shofar Road. They're intimately connected uh, because as Rabbi Akiva objects to the idea that you could have it separate. Imeno Tokea Lama Humazkir, says Rabbi Akiva. But anyway, so there it's explicit. Here the Gemara is saying it's inferred, but again, that that is the is clearly the taken for granted assumption. Fine. Okay. Now um Rav Papa Bashmuel come with Saluye. Rav Papa Bashmuel got up to Davin. He said to his attendant, Kina Hinalucha, when I signal you, Takali blow for me. So presumably this is that he's Davening um privately. And he is right, it didn't say he was Yarad Vitsnehateza and he's so he's and therefore there's no and therefore because he's davening privately and silently nobody knows what he's up to so he has to tell the guy that is his, his attendant I'll give you the signal that means I've just finished the chronot and then you blow and then you do this kiyot what okay you, what does that look like is he standing there there's no sidur there's nothing right. he's reading right he's saying he's psukin right. ostensibly whatever the tefillah was at that time right right yes yeah, that's presumably it. Correct. Yep. I mean, we'll get to the problem of people knowing it without any sidurim in a minute, but okay. So, Amalei, Rava, so Rava said to him, Lo ear. No, they only said you do tkiyot during Shemona Esrei, Bechaver ear, which is an interesting phrase which Rashi explains to mean that with it, when there is a minyan, okay, when there's something that represents the community. Okay? Tanya Nam Yehachim, we talk similarly, Kishu Shoman Shoman Al Haseid of Al Haseid of Brachot. When you hear them, you hear them in the order, and in the order of the Brachot. Not exactly clear what Al Haseid means, unless it's coming to indicate it means, to, you know, Tkia through a Tkia, Tkia through a Tkia, as opposed to just random, just, you know, ordering of the sounds. But the bigger Kiddush is you hear Al Haseid of Brachot. Where were we? Bimedra Mamuri, and when is this true? The Chavir Ir, with a minion. 
when it's not with a minion, you still have to hear Tokea Maria with Tokea, you have to hear the full complement. But you all say the brachot, and you do not hear them with the Shmona Esrei. If somebody has not blown the shofar, so you can have somebody blow for you. If you didn't do the Shmona Esrei, you can't have somebody do the Shmona Esrei for you. Um, I'll read this whole thing and then we'll unpack it phrase by phrase. It's a pretty... Like it's saying a lot in a few words. And there's a mitzvah for those to, for the blowers more than for the blessers. Okay, the more important mitzvah is the tzkiot, not the shmona esrei. Kate said, how would this play out? There are two villages. One of them has the baltokeah. The other one knows how to do Shimon Esrei. So you have to make your choice. God forbid they should get together for Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so... You had them last year. Exactly. So, do you go to the one that you'll hear the Tkiyos, but nobody there knows the Shimon Esrei? Or do you want to go to the one that you'll hear the Shimon Esrei and you'll hear Chazar Shashat and you could be Yotze or be part of that Shimon Esrei? So what do you do? You go to the one that they do the tkiyas, not the one that they do the brachos. The brachos. Pshita, obviously. Tkiyas are biblical. The, the uh, tefillah and the balchis, chodesh, and shofas are rabbinic. That's important because Rashi, many places, indicates that it's biblical. Yet that it's rabbinic. I'll discuss that in a minute. So the Gemara says, No, you need, it, it's, the whole chiddush is the avagav, the havadai, the hasafes. Even though in one you know you will definitely get a baltfila, and the other you might not even get a baltokeya. You would still choose the suffix of the Doraita, the suffix to get the tkiyot, over the vadai of being able to get the tfila. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. Let's maybe just start with the last point because it's the one most elaborated on, and then we'll go back to the earlier phrases. The idea that the tkiyos are Doraita and the malchus of Hunas and Shofas are Drabanan. I think we tend to take that for granted because, you know, the Torah does say Yom Tura Yelachem and Zichron Tura Yelachem, even though it doesn't exactly spell out what that means and how many tkiyot and how many tuot, etc. Whereas Machit Zichron and Shofrod are much not less stated explicitly and they're much more like, you know, teased out from the Psukim. And in general, I think we have an assumption that outside of Shema, and it's even debated by Shema, you know, liturgy, or maybe an outside of Birchat HaMazon, you know, liturgy tends to be um, um, assumed to be Drabanan, maybe also outside of Birchat HaTorah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, something like Malchit Zichron and Shofrod, I think we tend to assume that that's Drabanan, and the Gemara here reinforces it and says you would do the Suffolk deal right over the Vadai Drabanan. The problem with this is, is, you know, Rashi in a number of places and the Rishonim, you know, sort of uh, bring this Gemara, particularly the Ramban, to challenge him, seems to indicate that he really understands Malchus Zichonot and Shofar to be Dioraita. So they say, well, what do you do with this Gemara? Now, Rashi's answer, which Rashi doesn't say, but is the answer Rashi would say, ties back to the Rashi we did at the end of the day yesterday, where the Gemara said um, that the Gemara said that um, what was the phrase there, that uh, um, which most Rishonimis interpret to mean you have to do all the Tkiyot you're not Yotze with you know you don't get partial credit for partial Tkiyot or you have to do all you don't get partial credit for doing some but Rashi interprets it to mean that no you're not Yotze you're the Tkiyot without the Brachot and you're not Yotze the Brachot without the Tkiyot that they really have to come together 
Now, of course, here it says that they don't cut, that they can come separate. The mission says they can come separate. So what you have to say that Rashi means is that there are two levels, but when they come together, that's like a, a, a higher sense of a fulfillment, of, of a kiyom, of the mitzvah, and it really is an impaired mitzvah when they come separate. And that is how Rashi presumably would answer the Deoraisa Durabanan question. If you have it, that one place is only doing the tekiyot, and one place is only doing the mafia tichon and shofrot, at that stage, when they're separate, then only the show, uh, only the kiyot are the doraita. Malchut yichonon and shofrot don't exist doraita outside of the kiyot. So if they're separated, then they become a drabanan, the, you know, and only the kiyot are doraita. But Rocky would still say that at a doraita level, you're supposed to do the kiyot together with malchut yichonon and shofrot, and that's what the Gemara yesterday meant that makvot zo et zo. So it is a doraita. If you do it together with ma- with the tkiot, so the doraita is to do it with the tkiot, and therefore it is ma'akvot zuitzu. If you don't do it with the tkiot, you're not yotze doraita malchiyotichonot and shofrot. So that is a very important position of Rashi that really says that there's not just some stam liturgy. You know, this is really a doraita part of the tkiot, and even this case in the end isn't a proof against him because this case in the end is when they're coming separate. Yes. I was going to say on some level, isn't that true of of kiyum only? Mitzvot with the blessing, say, I do not make the blessing of Lula. Yeah. I take the Lula of the right. non, I right. take, etc. I right. would say the mitzvah, but not as I'm integrating the Okay, so two things. First of all, here I'm saying at a Doraita level, that Rashi's claim is that Doraita, there's a mitzvah, there's an idea of Malchit and together with the Shofar. So that's number one. Normally, all Bachot or whatever are Doraita. Number two is, whether if you do a mitzvah without the brachot, is it a lower level of the mitzvah at a Durabanan level, or is it just you didn't do the obligation of a bracha? Um, people tend to distinguish between normal brachot ha-mitzvah, where they say it's just that you haven't done your chiv of the bracha, but it hasn't impacted on the kiyum ha-mitzvah, as opposed to kriyash shema. By kriyash shema, there's an idea of kriyash shema in birchoteha. And if you can't do the brachot, it really is an impaired kriyash shema. And that's different than other masa mitzvah, where it seemed to be more independent. But yes, but here my point is not just higher or lower kiyum. My point is also that there's a diorite, malchia zikhonan and shofrod, according to Rashi. So that's the end of this, about Doraita Durabanan. Now, if we go back, let's say a, mi- a little bit about this idea about the about doing it in the Minyan, doing it during Shimona Esrei. So, um, it says, Dafka, you don't do it when you're, not, when you're not, you know, when you're not with the Minyan, which, number one, would be a support for those that have the practice to say that you only do it during Chazar Sashan, because mm-hmm. the argument could be, if you do it during silent Shimona Esrei, Right? Then, when you're in a minyan, then why shouldn't you continue to do it in silent Shimon Esrei when you're outside of a minyan? Mm-hmm. So, at the face of it, this is an idea that the idea of doing it is only dafka during Chazar Sashat when you really have the Tfilat Hatsibur um, coming all together. You know, Rosh says a nice way of conceptualizing the difference of your Tfilat Lachash when you're in a minyan as opposed to the Chazar Sashat, where he says your Tfilat Lachash in a minyan is your Tfilat Bitsibur. Tfilah taking place within the presence of a tzibur, whereas the Chazar Shashat is tzilah hatzibur. It is the entire community as a unit praying through the mouthpiece of the Chazan. And then the, what this would be saying is that this power of combining the Malchiyot and Shofro together with the 
kiyot, that having this as one sort of unified prayer is something that comes as, the, as sort of as the entire tzibur, you know, the unity of the tzibur is expressing their tzibur. For as each individual, you know, there it's not, this is not like the, you know, it's not, it doesn't have the power um, in order to sort of warrant the bringing together, the integration of the shofar together with the malchit zikronot and shofrot. Um, I would say maybe to make it a little bit sharper that if you learn out malchit zikronot and shofrot from the chatzot where it says, um, you know, ahatzar hatzorer etchem baharei etc. So that's about a communal way of calling out. Chatzot represents something that is done at the communal level, the communal way of simcha, the communal way of calling out, and therefore that's where it occurs a sort of, you know, in that type of a context of the Malchut Zichon and Shafrot as a communal prayer. Those that say that you do it even bitfilas um, lachas, but when you're bitzibor, would have to argue, would, would have to say that even there, there's a sense of doing it as a community. You know, there's a sort of a personal sense, but we're all davening our personal prayers as a community, and there's still, therefore still is a communal dimension even during the Tzilat Lachash which you don't have when you're davening all by yourself but what this sort of says is that that power of the integration of the two whether it's to give meaning to the Tzkiot or maybe what makes more sense is the Tzkiot as a way of conveying our prayers calling out to God that's at the communal level not at the individual level which also then gets us to you know the um the uh, next statement, which is, uh, what do you call it? Which is, um, uh, that some, even as an individual, you could be Yotze here in Yot, presumably based on a type of a, you know, Shomer uh, Ke'one. Okay, so that's okay. Although there's an idea of the community doing it, the tkiot with Malchit Zichonon and Shofrot, you could be Yotze somebody else through the through his tkiot. But so you cannot be somebody, Yotze somebody else's tifilot. Now, why not? So that's, in a way, it's a good lead-in to the discussion we're about to have here of, uh, about Rabbi Gamliel saying whether the Shliach Tibor is Motzi. But what this reflects is the general assumption that um, for Shmona Esrei, you know, the role of the Shliach Tibor is for somebody who's a boor, or an Amaaret, who doesn't know the Shmona Esrei by heart, and you therefore, they allow the Shliach Tibor to be their vehicle of davening. Whereas, I know, <laughs> I know, that's a lot of us, but that's in the Gemara. Anyway, that's when it was an oral culture. And... Um, um, but why the question should come even if I'm and this will be a perfect lead into the next part of the Mishnah even if I'm not an Amaret why can't somebody daven and I'm listening and Shomer Kaone if somebody could be Tokea for me why can't I be Yotzei Shomer Kaone and here a number of Rishonim quote Yerushalmi that says that Shomer Kaone does not work by um, by Tefillah and by Kriyat Shema and maybe by something like you know, Birchat Hamazon, um, because it basically, and you know, if you know, think about it, Birchat Hamazon requires a Zimun, and Tzilah requires a Minyan and a Shaliach Tzibur, right? Think about that. Forget also the Chaver and the Am Why can't I just listen privately to your Shimon Esrei, or two people davening next to each other, and I'll just listen and I'll be Yotei Shomer Kaona? And the answer is that some, these things are supposed to be things that come from you. You know, it's only appropriate that you pray your prayer. 
prayers. Your prayer is about your expressing, you know, your feeling, you know, your sort of communication to God. It's not somebody else communicates with God and you say, oh yeah, me too. You know, while you're there speaking to God, give him my regards. You know, me too. Right? Or if you got Hana'ah, you're the one, you know, who should be Mivareh. You can't, you're not supposed to be piggybacking on somebody else. That has to be coming from, initiated from you. That's this what is, I mean is itself, though. No, what I mean is, yes, you are, you are agreeing, but it wasn't initiated by you. It was initiated by somebody else. And the expression, for example, of, thank you, God, for this food, or, God, you know, I am praying you, it's not like he prayed to you and I said, me too. It has to basically start with being mine. Um, as opposed to something like, you know, which is more about, less of a tefillah and more of a mitzvah. If you think about, like, reading the Megillah, you know, so it doesn't, not my idea that it has to initiate with me and my desire to read the Megillah, you know, or something like, I don't know, Kiddush, uh, right there, you know, when it's much less sort of personal and fundamentally rooted in something that has to start with, you know, coming from me. Um, so that's what the Yerushalmi says to explain why you need the institution of Zimun or Shaviyach Sibor to be Yotze, and that's what it says here. For Tikkias, you can have somebody blow for you, but for the Kishmon Esrei, you cannot, okay? So it's a very sort of packed brighter, but there we have these important ideas about the combination of Malchi Zichonot and Shofrot together with the Tikkiot only in the context of the Tibur. Uh, okay, so now the Gemara continues. And this is a perfect follow-up to what we just said. Um, the same way the Shiach is obligated, every individual has to daven their own Shimon Esrei as well. And Rabbi Gamliel says, no, the Shiach is mochi everybody their Shimon Esrei. And obviously there's a particular point of discussing this here because most people will not be able to know the Shimon Esrei and know all the Malchus of Shimon and Shofros. Let's take a look. So the Gemara says, Tani, we turn the Braisa. They said to Rabbi Gamliel, According to you, that you're all being Yose through the Chazar Sashat, why does everybody bother doing their private Shimon Esrei? To give the Shriach Sibor an opportunity to, you know, prepare his own private Shimon Esrei. He'll say it once, get it straight in his head, and then he'll be able to say it. But there's really very little purpose. Now, that takes Rabbi Gamliel to the next level. That has Rabbi Gamliel not just saying that you can be Yosei through the Shliach Sibor and everybody, you don't need to be an Amharat, everybody can be Yosei, maybe because everybody is an Amharat when it comes to Malchus of Shabbos. But what he actually seems to be saying is, is that there is no idea of a Tzvilas Yachid. On, at least on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, maybe he's even saying it for the rest of the year, but he's saying, if you're in Shul, you don't have to worry, it's not, you don't have to worry about your private Shmona Esrei. Maybe if you're davening at all, I'm fine, you'll do a private. But if you're in Shul, you only are, are a participant in the communal Shmona Esrei. And the only reason you would bother saying your private one is just to give an opportunity for the Shliach Tzibor. Very powerful idea, right? We don't have to worry about our private Shmona Esrei in the context of the Tzibor. We're praying to God in a different mode. We're praying as part of, part of the community, and that really is, it suffices. There's really no real purpose, you know, no, it's no Tzibor purpose for you to be davening your private Shimona Esrei. We assume that he has only men in mind when he's making this comment? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I'm not, that when I, yes, but well, I mean, but, 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 I mean, in terms of our women, look, there, there are two questions there, neither of which I'm really going to get into. But right. One is, where's the discussion about whether, you know, who constitutes a minyan, um, but the other is, assuming women do, are not part of the minyan, when they are present, are they considered to be part of the tzibur regardless? And there, the general answer to the second is yes. That when they're present, they are considered part of the tzibur, um, you know, but there are some that will disagree and say, even when they are, they're just davening as yichidim. But that doesn't tend to be our assumption. 
Um, okay, but here again, it's a very powerful idea that fundamentally, it's only a tefillah tzibur when you're present in the tzibur. You don't have to worry about your tefillah lachas. Um, so now Rabbi Gamliel said back to them, according to you, that the shliach tzibur isn't motzi anybody, why don't you even bother with chazar sashat? So Amrulo, they said to him, in order to be motzi, the person that isn't a baki. Of course, there's a role for him. But the role isn't to create a communal prayer that now nobody has to daven. The role is just for those that aren't able to daven, he, they, they connect to him, they, he's their mouthpiece, but not that now it's everybody's tefillah, even those that are able to daven. Um, or even if it is everybody's tefillah, it's not that they yot say their private obligation. Yeah, let's say it in a better way. Maybe we don't deny the idea that the Shriach Tzibur is the mouthpiece for the community and represents communal tefillah, but that doesn't discharge individuals of their obligation. The only thing that discharges them <laughs> is the case of the Enobaki. Okay? All right. So now the Gemara says like this. Although it does sound that the rabbis are saying the first version, that there's no idea of communal tefillah, the only thing he's doing is being motzi the Enobaki. And if that is the way you read it, you really have extreme positions. <coughs> Rabbi Gamliel is saying there's no real idea of private tefillah in the context of, 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 a, of a minyan, of a tzibur. And the rabbis are saying there's no real idea of communal tefillah. He's only there as a technical way of helping out the Enobaki. So that really could be interpreted radically different concepts of what the Shriach Tzibor's role is and whether there's a communal tefillah going on here or not. So let's take a look. Amar Lahan, he said back to them, No, I disagree with you. The same way it works for the Enobaki, it works for the Baki, presumably because he will say, because the way it works is, is that it's a communal tefillah and that therefore works for the Enobaki and it also works for the Baki. Fine. The Chachami actually reversed themselves. They wound up conceding to Rabbi Gamliel. No, it's still a debate. So Shama Rabbi Chia braid the Rabba Bar Nachmani. So Rabbi Chia Bar Nachmani heard this uh, position. Also Amra Lishmaite Kam Kamei the Rav Dimi Bar He went over and told this Rav Dimi Bar that there is a position that the Chachamim concede. Rabbi Yochanan says the Chachamim conceded to Rabbi uh, to Rabbi Gamliel. Amr Lei Hachi Amar Rav and Rabbi Chinnah said back what we said uh, after the Rabbi Yochanan quote. No, here's what Rav says. Adayin Himachlokes. It's still a debate. I'm only Rabbi Bar Barchana Nami. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, uh, uh, did I misread that? Um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. 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 So now we have Rav Dimi, we have Rav Dimi saying that Rav said Adayim Achlokes, and the response is, you know what? Your statement that Adayim Achlokes is what Rav said. Rav Rabbi also said his position that Rabbi Yochanan says they agree in a slightly different way. When Rabbi Yochanan said this over, and Rabbi Yochanan said that Modim Chachamim, disagreed with him. Still a debate. So we have Rabbi Yochanan saying that the Chachamim conceded. We have Rab saying a Dain Himachlokes. And we have, Rabbi Yochanan, we have a version that Rabbi Yochanan also said back to Rabbi Yochanan a Dain Himachlokes. Okay. But still Rabbi Yochanan is saying the Chachamim conceded. Did Rabbi Yochanan really say that? 
Um, oh, actually, I just see from Rashi that I misread it. Um, Rashi says the way to have read it was, Rabbi Barbachana Nami Hachikama. So, Amarle, he said back to him, Rabbi Barbachana Nami Hachikama. That's actually also what Rabbi Barbachana said. All right, anyway, just to get that, that, that read right. Anyway, Rabbi Barbachana also, when he said that Rabbi Yochanan said that it was Modim, Rabbi Barbachana also added that Rishwaki said Nami Himachlokas. So, you're telling me, Rab says Nami Himachlokas. You know what? That's also what Rabbi Barbachana said, that Rishwaki pushed back on Rabbi Yochanan in the same way. Okay, back. Okay, right. So, okay. So the Gemara says like this: Umiyam Reb Yochanan Hachi. Did Reb Yochanan really say this? That uh, that the Chachamim conceded? Vama Reb Yochanan Tiporaa. I'm Reb Yochanan. So Reb Yochanan Tipor said in the name of Reb Yochanan. Hilchos like Reb Gamliel. We rule like Reb Gamliel. So if we rule Hilchos, Michal the Pligi. If we rule, it means it's still a matter of debate. So bottom line, it doesn't affect the halacha, whether you say the Chachamim conceded or whether you say they didn't concede, but we rule like Rebbe Gamliel. But, either, but it is a question of whether they're still arguing or not. And if, you have a, and if Rebbe Yochanan says that we paskin like them, it means the Chachamim did not concede. So let's take a look. So we're trying to figure this out, whether according to Rebbe Yochanan the Chachamim conceded or not. So the Gemara says like this, top of Lamed Hamad Aleph, Kisalik Rebbe Ava, Miyami, when Rebbe Ava came up from the ocean, um, he, he returned from a sea journey, um, Pirsha, he explained Rebbe Yochanan's statement the following way. Modim Chachamim Rebbe Gamliel, where do the Chachamim concede to Rebbe Gamliel? When it comes to the davening of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, those are long davenings, and there, obviously, you need, the Shri has to be Motzi everybody, because really nobody really knows them well. Um, now, by the way, where did Yom Kippur come from? Until now, it's all been about Rosh Hashanah. So you could just say, well, once we're talking about it, we'll also add Yom Kippur, which is complicated. But Yom Kippur, I mean, the Viduian may be complicated, but, you know, it's certainly, but it's not, uh, but the Vidui we say, but the Vidui we say, but the private Shmona Esrei is not so complicated. The Vidui we say after the private, you know, Shmona Esrei. So what's so complicated? So, um, um, so um, the Ran says Yom Kippur here means what Yom Kippur has always been meaning in this parak. What has Yom Kippur always been meaning in this parak? Yom Kippur of Yovel, which we said is the same brachot as Rosh Hashanah. So actually, when he says Modim for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, which is a very funny normally Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur normally doesn't mean that when they come together, but he says you know that's what we've been talking about when we talked about Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur of Yovel, which you have the same brachot. Okay, so that's an interesting read of that. Um, so let's take a look. So that's where even the Chachamim can see to Rebbe Gamliel that the Shliach Tiber is Motzi. When we say we rule like Rebbe Gamliel, which infer, in, implies that there's an argument, that's the rest of the year, that they have the same debate, which is a Chiddush. We wouldn't, it's not clear that Rebbe Gamliel says his position the rest of the year, but maybe, but, it's, but he's saying he does, and therefore it's the same debate for the rest of the year, and we even rule like Rebbe Gamliel there as well. Aini says the Gemara, is that really true? That, that quote of Reb Chana, Chana Tzipora in the name of Reb Yochan that we rule like Reb Gamliel didn't end with those words. It's that we rule like Rebbe Gamliel in the case of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which means that that's the case that they're debating. They, they still are debating that. So now we've got a problem. Rebbe Yochan rules like Rebbe Gamliel in the case of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which means that that case is still open for debate. And he also says the Chachamim conceded to Rebbe Gamliel. So which case does the Chachamim concede to Rebbe Gamliel? So the Gemara says, El Amar Avnachim Bar Yitzchak Man Modim. When we said the Chachamim conceded to Rebbe Gamliel, 
it wasn't a Chachamim in our Mishnah. It was a different Chachamim. Rebbe Meir. There's a Rebbe Meir out there. What he meant is, there are other rabbis who agree to Rebbe Gamliel. It's not just Rebbe Gamliel. There's a Rebbe Meir that agrees to Rebbe Gamliel as well, that the Slech Tibur is Motzi everybody. When he says, we passed him like Rebbe Gamliel, that means Rabbanon. That means that the rabbis of our Mishnah still argue with Rebbe Gamliel. So the rabbis of our Mishnah argue with Rebbe Gamliel in all cases. And he's saying, we passed him like Rebbe Gamliel. And there's a Chachamim who agreed to Rebbe Gamliel. There's a Rebbe Meir that agrees to Rebbe Gamliel. Well, let me just read it. The Tanya we turn to Brisa. Brachos Shabbos Shalom B'Shem Mitzpurim Shliach Tiber Motzi Asarabim Motzi Yechov Asan Divei Rebbe Meir. The Chachamim Omim and the Chachamim say Keshem Shliach Tiber Chayev Kachol Yachid V'Yachid Chayev. So basically, you have the same as our Mishnah, except the difference of Rebbe Meir with Rebbe Gamliel. So the so now we're going to say that Rebbe Yochan never meant what people thought he meant when he said Modim. All he meant to say was there's another Tana out there who agrees to Rebbe Gamliel. Okay, that's the statement one. Statement two is, we paskin like Rabban Gamliel. Now, the, now, however, notice it says specifically, right, and in our Mishnah, as the Mishnah said, just said, it didn't limit it. But the earlier quote as well of Rabbi Yochanan, we rule like Rabban Gamliel said, so there is a sense here that either the whole debate is only during Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, otherwise we would agree that the Shliach Tiber is not Motzi the, pers- the, the Bucky, or, or um, number one, even, even the whole debate is limited to that, or if the debate possibly is broader, we only Paskin like Rabbi Gamliel in that case. So we are conceding, though, that this idea that the Shliach Tiber could be Motzi everyone makes a lot more sense by Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And now we're going to ask why. The answer is pretty obvious, but we're going to ask why. So let's see this. So the Gemara says, my Shnahani, why are those different? Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur davening, that either that's why we do, that's where we pass in like Rebbe Gamliel, or that's the place where Rebbe Gamliel says his position. Ilema Mishum Dinafishi cry, because there's a lot of verses. Vama Rav Chananel, Amar Rav, Rav Chananel says in the name of Rav, Kalen Sha'amar Bitaraska, Kasuv Lemor, Shubin Asarich. All you have to say is, and so it says in your Torah, without actually quoting the Pasuk, so you don't have to worry about the Psukim. So what's the big deal? So, Ella Mishum Brachos. No, because there are a lot of brachos, even though you can just say it says in the Psukim, nevertheless, there's three brachos, there's Machias, Chronos, and Shofros. Even without all the Psukim, that's a lot. Now, the way I just read this, which is probably the simplest way to read it, not the way Rashi reads it, is that you don't actually have to say the brachos. You can just say the Tarafka Kosov Lamor, okay, which is, uh, which is pretty funny because we had debate before, which is, what do you have to do for Malkhis, Aquinas, and Shofros? And some said ten, and some said seven, or three. We never got to fewer than three. So how could it, how could the Gemara here say that it's enough to say the Tarafka Kosov Lamor? So Ratosos gives one explanation, which says, it's like you gotta pick. If you start saying psukim, that's where you have to say a minimum. You know, you have to say a minimum of, of ten or of three or of whatever. Right? But if you don't start saying psukim, then you could just say, you know, you know, you, you know, God, you, you should be, like, if you think about, uh, you, you know, you should just say, uh, well, like an exa- uh, you know, you, you say the malchus and you say, Kemosha Kosovitara Secha. 
without elaborating, you know, and that's it, and you're done. But if you start saying psukim, then you got to say all of them. Okay, that means you don't have to say the brachot. No, you have to say the brachot. Right. You have to say You have to say you know You have to say But the question is, how could you say you don't have to say the psukim before we had to say that at least you had to say three psukim? So Tosus read is yeah, you're right, but that's if you choose to say psukim. If you don't choose to say psukim, you instead of quoting other psukim, you just say and and you don't have to elaborate. But Ron has a slightly different read, and then I'll tell you what Rocky says. I just want to check the Ron again to remind myself. Um, he agrees also that the Pshad here is that there's a way of not saying the Psukim, but he says it's specifically tied in to Paskining the minimalist, minimalist version earlier that you only need to say um, a total of three sukim. One for, right, remember the position before, who was it? Reb Yochanan ben Nuri, who said you only need to say three sukim per bracha, one from the Torah, one from the Ksubim, and one from, and one from Nevi'im. And then he says, according to that, he says, um, hold on. Oh, I forgot to say an important other point. I'll get back to that. He says, oh, yeah, he said it earlier. At the end of that debate of 10 or 3, the riff says, yeah, but later we say all you have to say is Yim Torah because of Laymore. So the riff reads it as if the Gemara is basically, you know, a, thir- a different opinion from the idea of 10 or 3. Um, the riff says, um, he quotes the debate about the whole thing, and it's our, he says like this, uh, so this question of Gimel can I call him within Yisraelim? Da da da. Halach Rav Yochanan ben Nuri. Then he says, "Asitne b'sof pirka." I'm Rav Kanan. I'll keep the shamer b'tarach b'kasev leim or shuvin etzarich v'chein hil chasa. And so, so it's like, okay, yeah, it's a debate, and we pass in that way. So the Ron's version is one minute. Yeah, the Ron wants to read the riff that the riff is saying that this is a way of doing the idea of saying three psukim. Since according to the Rabbi Yochanan position that you only need three psukim, it's one each from Torah, Suvim, and Nevi'im, therefore you could say, V'chein katsuv v'tara techa, v'chein katsuv v'divrei katshecha, and that v'chein katsuv counts as a pasuk. So this is an interpretation of Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri. It certainly wouldn't work according to the Chachamim. According to the Chachamim, you need ten saying these phrases wouldn't work. But he wants to read this position as an interpretation of Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri. We pass in Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri three, one each from Torah to Vim and Suvim, and therefore if you just say, V'chein katuv v'tara techa, v'chein katuv v'divrei katshecha, that counts as a pasuk, and you're Yosef. Okay, so these are so far two reads, and now I'm going to tell you Rashi's reads. So both of these read the Gemara that instead of saying the Psukim, you can say the Chain Kasu Okay, Tosos either says you pick your track, you start saying Psukim, you have to say a minimum number, or you don't say Psukim at all. The Ron interpreting the riff says this is an interpretation of the idea of three Psukim that these phrases count as in the place of one Pasuk each, and that gets you one from Torah, one from Nevi'im, one from Ksuvim. Rashi refuses to read it this way. And Rashi says that where it says there are too many psukim, it's not referring to Masli Yisrochonus and Shofros. Where it says there's too many psukim, it means the psukim of Musaf. Okay, now, how many psukim are there in Musaf? There's Musaf of Rosh Hashanah and there's Musaf of Rosh Chodesh. For right now, there's too many psukim because for the Musaf, uh, for the Musaf part of it, the Korban part of it, you know, there's too many psukim. And the answer is no, for the Korban part of it, you can say the Torah Chokos of Laymore. 
Okay? But for the part, you can't say that for Zemachi is the Chonus and Shofas. So when the Gemara then says, Dinefishe Brachos, for Rashi, that means the Psukim of Machi is Chonus and Shofas. It's a very hard word, because why would we use the word Psukim, and why would we focus on the problem of the Psukim for the Musaf, and not use the word Psukim to, prob- for pro- for, to focus on the length of the Machi's Chonus and Shofas? But that's Rashi's position, and therefore Rashi's position is that when you say, we'll bring the Musaf, you don't have to quote the Psukim of the Musaf. But when you say, Machi's Chonus and Shofas, you have to quote all the Psukim. Tosos winds up asking the exact opposite. When you say the Musaf, you have to say the Psukim. Because there, why would you have to say the Psukim for the Musaf? Can you think of what the religious, theological reason why it wouldn't be enough to say, we will bring a Musaf to Moshe Kasu Vitaratecha? Why you, you have to? What? You don't know which one it is. Um, okay, maybe to specify what it is, but more than that, all the Right, if you want the Tefillah to count as a Musaf, you might have to say the words of the Psukim. To, about the bringing of it to be count as the Musaf. So if you look at the end of Tosfos, Elaine Mishum de Nefishi, Tosfos says like this, um, um, okay, uh, let's start with your Aval, about ten lines before the end of Tosfos. It says, Aval, Yeholi starts mo with Gamre, all your day, but Tarosso Kosov Lamor. That's by the Psukim of Mahatis of Wanis and Javis. Aval Mikraosha Musaf, there there's no out. And therefore, you have to verbalize the Psukim. Now, and, and now he says, however, this is the idea also of Rosh Chodesh being hidden. Because Rashi actually said, you have to say the, the, both Musaf of Rosh Hashanah and Musaf of Rosh Chodesh. So here's what I was saying. So saying, first of all, you have to say the Psukim. You can't get out of saying the Psukim. But number two is, you don't say the Rosh Chodesh. Which is exactly our Nusach. Okay? So a lot of interesting debates. Rashi says you have to mention Rosh Chodesh, but you don't have to mention the Psukim. Tosa says you have to mention the Psukim, but you are not supposed to explicitly mention Rosh Chodesh because the Rosh Hashanah identity um, dominates. Um, there was another explanation about why not to mention Rosh Chodesh. Oh yes, the Ram says a fascinating explanation of why not to mention Rosh Chodesh. Because if you emphasize it's Rosh Chodesh, people will say, oh, it's a Rosh Chodesh? But we know on every two-day Rosh Chodesh that the real day is day two. So they'll come mm-hmm. to down value oh, wow. day one. So we don't want to remind people that this day also has a status of Rosh Chodesh because it'll lead to <coughs> an undermining of the value of day one. So interesting issues around the Musaf part. Yes. I'm going to say something else, but uh, could you just help me out? I'm now, now I'm confused. No, I can't imagine. I'll tell you, Ma'afu wrote, we stay said in Shacharit? Uh-huh. No. So, here's a debate, and thank you. That allows me to say the other one I was going to say. So, I said a few days ago that according to the Baal Moore, they said, Malchus Zechonus and Shofos in every Tilah of Rosh Hashanah. Right. According to the most Rishonim and the way we talked, and they only said it in Musaf. So, the whole right. debate here is about the, the, the Musaf. Can the Shir Sibra be mostly people for the Musaf? Number one. Number two is, there also is an important point that the Ran says. The Ran says that when we passed in like Reverend Amlio because of the brachot of Malchus, Lichonos, and Shofrot, that they are so long and lengthy, etc., then he says there's a position um, that we only passed in like him as far as being Yosei, that chiv applies. 
and therefore the chiv of the brachot, and therefore the, the special brachot, and therefore he says that in some shuls there's a minhag that the individual says only seven brachot of Shemona Esrei, and here's the Mavli Zichronos and Shofrot in the Chazar Shashat. And therefore, you get both. Meaning, the Chazar Shashat allows me to be Yosei, Mavli Zichronos and Shofrot, but doesn't allow me to be Yosei the rest of the Shmon Because the rest of the Shmon Esrei, as you know, it's a standard Musaf Shmon Esrei. So that I have to daven myself. Very bizarre that you can combine the two. But it gets back to the idea we said earlier that the Kiyot during Shmon Esrei is only in the repetition. And if you think about the power of it, if you're private Shmona, so you don't even say Malchus and Chodos and Shofros if you follow this, it only gets said in the repetition, and that's also the only place that you have this kiyot. So that it really brings the power of all of this into the communal aspect of the Tfilah. Only during the Chazar Sashats do we do the Tfilot, and only during the Chazar Sashats are we going to do the Malchus and Chodos and Shofros. That's what the Rav says can emerge from this Gemara. Your Yodzei through the Shriyatsibar for the Malchus and Chodos and Shofros, and therefore, you don't say them privately. You don't, maybe you don't have to, maybe even you shouldn't. Because right. as we said, maybe his whole idea is that that's the communal prayer. But what you are supposed to say privately is your normal whatever you say seven brachos. And then he concedes that the minag now is that everybody says the full Shemona Esrei and the Shriach Sibur also repeats it. Okay, so uh, did that answer your question? Yeah, okay, there, was a missing piece, there was yeah. a missing piece there. Which uh, one is we were talking about? Right. Yeah, also, um, just every time it says Hilchatel, the implication seems to be methodologically that it's like we know this, right? That the minority opinion is still it's still cow, it's still right. relevant potentially for right. the future. So this nomenclature reinforces that concept, right? That every time we pass in a halacha. Yeah. It's not the old may odd necessarily. I don't understand where, I, I mean, you where, where you're getting words, that from that. There's a hilchata, in yeah. other words, the Gemara explicitly says, Michlal the plea. Yeah, but that could just be a historical question. It shows that you are, are assuming that they were arguing the issue, so, uh, not so that, that, they, that my, they didn't that's concede That's my it. question. Is yeah. it only historical question? Right, well, no, there is the other natural you're right about the idea of a das yachid. I agree, but I don't think that's necessarily the point that Gemara is making. Okay, fine. All right, so now the Gemara says like this. Um, okay, I'm a rebel lezer. Said rebel lezer. Um, okay. Um, the Olam, so what did we conclude? I'm sorry, did I skip a line? Yeah, I did. Goofy. I'm a rebel chanano, I'm a rebel. He was a rebel to us because of Lemo Shubin Asarik. So, Mine, that's in your private shmanese. As we've been saying, we're going to give you more latitude. You don't have to say out all the psukim. Okay, although it's, one, it's a different way, presumably, of dealing with this issue of not knowing not knowing the shmona essay. One is that the shiach tzibur is you. One is you could say the tarascha. but maybe the communal shmona essay that we really require that at least the shliach tzibur knows what he's doing, and you got to do it right. Says Mar says it Mar no it was taught I'm Rabbi Yosef and Levi Echad Yochi Bechad Tzibur Kim Shemar Torah Chakosu Leimor Shuvin Nesar that that actually is an option even for the Shliach Tzibur again hopefully not because you want to be saying the full Shmona Esrei okay so what do we have we have that there's a debate of the Shliach Tzibur being Motzi we posit that he is Motzi for the Musaf of uh, Rosh Hashanah for Malchus because the Shmona Esrei that has Malchus the Kronos and Shofros because it's assumed that most people don't know it um, and um, there's two ways of reading that. Either like the whole Shemona Esra, he's Motiyu, which is the simple sense, um, or the interesting way that I quoted to you, that he's Motiyu for the Malchus Chonos and Shofros, and you still do the private one, which, meet, which leads to a reality of that the full Shemona Esra is only said in the Chazar Shashat when the Kiyot are being done and really bringing those two entities tightly together. Okay. I'm a Rebbe Eliezer, said Rebbe Lazar, 
A person should always first order his prayer and then daven. So they get it straight in your head what you're going to say and then actually daven. Especially if you don't have a sitter. You've got to make sure you sort of have it all in order up in your head. Um, that makes sense if you're davening a Shemona Esrei that you don't usually daven. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, again, we debate and discuss what, what, the words, what Yom Kippur could mean in this context, or some type of thing you say only from time to time, like, you know, uh, a Shemona Esrei of Yontes. Okay? So those things, you've got to, like, spend time beforehand. It's like saying you've got to practice your laning before you do, you know, before you lane. Don't get up and do your laning without spending time practicing it. Fine. That's if you don't normally know it. But if it's your bar mitzvah parsha, then you don't have to practice it. So this is saying, you know, so here you've got to understand you don't have a sitter. So you've got to practice your davening if it's something you don't normally daven. But if it's the daily tefillah, you don't have to. That's something that you know by heart. Okay. Amy, is that really true? Rabbi Yehuda would, on a regular, like whenever he would daven, first order his davening and then daven. Shani Rabbi Yehuda, no, Rabbi Yehuda is different. He would only daven once a month. Okay, because this goes to Gemara that people that are learning Torah all the time are even exempt from davening. So he was learning Torah all the time, and he would only daven once a month because Rashi said he would finish going over all of his learning, like he chazer shas once a month. So when he finished all of his learning, he would take a little bit of a break from learning, and then he would do his davening. He would da- so so since he only davens once a month, once a month, kiprokim dami. It's like you know, like a yunt of davening for him, and therefore he first has to get it straight in his head. That's oh, a fantastic okay. principle for teenagers. You know, what yeah. I mean? it's like uh, up the ante in the classroom and have him daven less. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Okay. So okay. by the way, I do want to say, I do want to say that you know I do want to say that it's uh, it's not clear what the Gemara means exactly by misader. I've been translating it as like, get it straight in your head, practice it. But there's a sense that there's something a little bit more concrete and specific that is being referred the technical to. Technical terms, you know. Yeah, I, technical I, development. Yeah, so I don't, but, well, that's true, because there's also when talks about, right, when talks about the, actually creating the Shemona's essay, it says Hasadran, right? So there's a sense of putting them in order, and again, I don't know. It could also mean that there were like mnemonics, not mnemonics, there were mental devices used, like that they had developed particularly in Greece, you know, for, for rhetoric, for thinking like the arguments you're going to make when you speak, you know, about how to remember which comes next. Like you imagine yourself walking through a house. So, you know, when you think about the door, you're thinking about like that's the first, you know, it somehow connects mentally to the first argument you're going to make and then the hallway the next and like, you know, so, you know, when they say like, I haven't gotten up to there yet or something. Anyway, there's like interesting things about that. So it seems like there might be something actually more technical that's being referred to about how you are organizing your davening. But anyway, the point is, get it down so you know it. Okay. Amr Rabach Bar Avira Amr Rav Shimon Chasida Poter Hayer Rav Namliya Lafilu Am Shevisados. Rav Namliya would exempt even the pe- even the people in the fields, people that aren't in show. Now, are they not coming to show on Rosh Hashanah, um, or does this mean that Rav Namliya originally set his position by all davening? And if he set his position by all davening, then even if you're not working in the fields, then you can't come to show for Shachris or Mincha, or whatever. You're exempt because there's a Tefillah Tzibur going on and there's a Shliach Tzibur going on. Which, by the way. 
speaks to the power that it's not just a type of Shomer to own it. It is the idea of the entire, the davening of the entire community, you know, and it represents the entire community, and it's the one, the Shriach Sibur speaking for the entire community, and it is the sense of communal prayer. Not, I'm being emoji you, your individual chiv. No, you're part of communal prayer. So if you're part of communal prayer, you know, you're part of our town as well. You might not make it to show, you might, you know, be out of the field, but when our, we're doing the tzilu of our town and our communal prayer, that's for the entire town. And therefore, even if you don't make it to show, you're included. Okay? The Lomi Bai, so Mar says, um, uh, uh, wait a minute it's sounding like you're saying even the people on the field and it goes without saying the people that are still in the town so those that are in the field are on us right they can't get to the village in Fadavening um, the people that are in town what are they doing not being in show so maybe the fact that they're staying in their homes and not coming to show they're basically sort of being they're saying we don't want to be part of the community and the community's prayer. So maybe they should be more excluded. So, the people that are behind the Kohanim, like, you know, when they're doing the Dirkos Kohanim and they're at their back, mm-hmm. are not included because they are putting themselves out of the, pres- like the community that's being blessed by standing, you know, in a different place. Um, so therefore, here too, we should say that you're setting yourself apart from the community since you could come and you don't. He's only exempting those that are in the field, meaning in terms of people that aren't in the show, he also exempts the people that are in the show. But my time, why? Because they have no choice. They have to be, you know, you know harvesting the wheat. They can't come from, for break from Minchan Shacharis and Marif. I will be here. If you're in the city, you're not. Yotze. Now, what does it mean? What, is it, what state would you not be Yotze? So, if you look at the size, it clarifies it. It says, "Ain't perish, ain't shliyasibur motzi ad de'atsu beit nishka." You have to come to show because obviously, Rebbe Gamliel says you're, he's motzi from show. That's another interesting question. What puts you outside the community? I mean, show fine, but I wasn't there while they were saying Shmonesli. It's only there for part of Shmonesli. So at least the interpretation that the Ron has, and, and based on the riff, um, is that you have to be in show and hear the whole thing. Okay, so oh, wow. either, but, it, but either you're out in the field and there's no way you can be here, or you're here and you're hearing the whole thing. Any space in between, you're separating yourself out from what it means to be sort of included in this prayer. But again, the power of Rabbi Gamliel is that he's not saying it's a type of a Shomeyak to own it. Remember, Rabbi Gamliel says in principle you don't even need to be saying your private monastery. When you have in the show, or when you're included in the prayer of the show because you have no choice and you can't be here, so then actually that is the Tfilah Hatzibur without Shomer Ka'ona, and therefore there's no point of doing your own privacy, but you were part of the Tfilah Hatzibur. Okay? Hadunalach Yom Tov, Spigalach Mesechus Rosh Hashanah. Kayak, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow when we move on to Ta'anit.